What is up, everybody? Today, joined by a super special guest, friend of the pod, supporter of the pod, Michael Pickett. How's it going, everybody? <laughs> Jack, thank you for having me, Dude, bro. Cheers. cheers, man. It's cheers. an honor and a privilege. I'm a big fan. Episode number nine episode, of Six Pack with Jack. Episode number nine, following the lost episode of Fox and Finkel. Yeah, that was a great episode. I wasn't it great? It was great. It's probably it, the best episode you've ever had. Oh. Shame, unfortunately, some tales from the ABO fraternity will get you fired from your accounting job. So, yep. lesson learned. Can't talk about that. <laughs> Can't right. talk about that, man. What are you sipping on, Mike? Uh, today I'm sipping on a uh, Michelob Ultra. You like the Michelob Ultras? I picked them up, so I know which one. I knew what you were drinking. Yeah, yeah. I do. I enjoy uh, all types of beer, especially Michelob. Mm. Two point six carbs. 95 calories. Oh. For caddies coming up, you got to have the stomach looking clean for caddies. 100%. You're nice and bloated. Speaking of which, how's the gym grind been going? I know you've been hitting it hard recently. Yeah, bro, it's good. It's good. I go every day. For the past, I think, two years now. Really? To it. Yeah, bro, it's part of my life. It's just, I don't, that shit is good, bro. You best. go to the gym? I love it, dude. You I'm, go to the gym right I'm now? a total meathead. Are you? I, yo, I've been slacking recently because my fucking headphones. The left one died, and then the right one is the only one working. So I'm working on. I'm completely thrown off just because there's sound coming from one side instead of all sides. All right, we'll get a new pair of headphones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's a simple solution. Figure it out. Figure, Figure it out. out. Yeah. You know, uh, excuses are like assholes, bro. Everyone's got one, you know? Everyone's got an excuse. <laughs> Leech likes to lick excuses. Yo, yo, yo. Hey. No talking shit in this podcast. Oh, I know, I know. Sorry, man. Um, but yeah, I started hitting the gym um, at probably in, mostly in high school, really. My parents didn't were like more, or my dad was more like a push-up, sit-up kind of guy when I was in middle school. Oh, was still growing. Body weight yeah. type of shit. Because, um... I don't know, I grew a lot in high school, and he was probably smart enough to know that if I started lifting weights, I'd fuck that up. Um, and then uh, high school, we do 6 a.m. lifts during the winter and spring. And it was just mad fun with the boys fucking around, but also getting some serious gains in it. Yep. How about yourself? How's your lifting journey? Where did that start? Um, like I said before, it started two years ago. You know, I never lifted uh, growing up. Or anything like that, you know, playing sports, even still, I didn't lift, I didn't exercise. You know, I'd like to go home, play video games, fucking be lazy, maybe hang out with friends and shit, but you know, I was never into it. And then, um, you know, one of my friends got me into it, some shit happened in my life where, uh, you know, I needed a, what's the word? Um, an outlet? An outlet, yeah. And uh, that was the gym for me. And I don't even lift, you know, for the gains aspect, per se. I lift because it's good for a mental aspect and it like, gives me peace of mind. It's like meditation almost to me. I feel like, and I know you probably feel the same way, that I'm way sharper mentally when I, you know, get done... Uh, with a, or get a nice sweat in whether that's running doing the elliptical stairmaster all that stuff I feel so much more peace of mind my decisions are sharper my instincts are much more on point 
That's just the gym. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Do you have a plan for what you want to... Do you have goal? Do you want to bulk, cut? Do you want to, uh, you know, be shredded? Do you want to look like uh, melted ice? You, no, but we don't want to be looking like melted ice cream cones out here. I know the dad bod's making a... How do you feel about the dad bod? Hey, man. Uh, I got no problem with the dad bod, you know? If you got a dad bod, good for you. That shit's, that shit's dope. You know, ladies mm. love it. Ladies do love the dad bod. What's up, you know? But to each their own. Mm. Me, personally, I mean, I've always been a fucking skinny guy, so, you know, I'm just trying to fucking maintain my weight. If uh, if anything, put on more weight, put on muscle. Mm. But like I said, you know, I don't really give a fuck about my physique as much. You know, I just do it because I enjoy it. Got you. I got you. What uh? What set that off? You alluded to it earlier. I'm curious to know if you don't mind sharing. Um, you know, to be honest with you, bro, probably um when I was a senior in high school, um, I didn't go to college right away. I took a gap year. All my friends were away at school. I had nothing to do. Um. My girlfriend and I just broke up at the time. I had to play, you know, with it. I was a factor. I was just fucking definitely just sad, bro. I was fucking working out. Perfect. You know, that's perfect. I feel like a lot of the ex girlfriends. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people start like that. And <laughs> yeah. It just becomes a habit. Uh, but, you know, I think it's either that or just be, you know, like just eat a lot and just be like. A, like just be so unhappy and just distract yourself until you're just miserable but the like I felt for me when I started lifting when I was seriously I think I was 16 or I just turned 16 sophomore year of high school and I was always bad at football it's mm-hmm. never like you know I was never like stud could never make a ton of plays um, I was always better at like lax but when I would put up weight in the weight room and like kind of keep up with some of the bigger guys um it was awesome it was like they were stoked and we were all happy especially on those max days like you ever go in on a max day with your best friends and stuff like that and you just you're all putting up weight you know a lot of a lot of smelling salts going around yeah. a lot of chalk in the air a lot of quote-unquote chalk <laughs> a lot of nose drywall yep you know, mm. it's great. It's great. You know, if, if you guys aren't, everybody listening right now, if you don't go to the gym, bro, start going to the gym. Get in the fucking gym, pussy. Uh, books know. books are for pussies. Nah, bro. The <laughs> you know, everything in moderation, you know? Yeah. Read Get your books. <laughs> lift some shit and put it down, you know? That's yeah. it. Study philosophy. Read deadlift heavy. Yep. Fucking... Listen to Joe Rogan. Yep. If these were man, if they mandated Joe Rogan instead of the vaccine, I feel like we'd be better off. Probably. Probably. <laughs> How do you feel about the vaccine, Pickett? Oh, dude. You know, me personally, I didn't get that. Really? I don't have the vaccine. Never will get that. You know. Fuck that. Fuck that shit. I think honestly, this uh, virus. You know, COVID-19 isn't as serious as the media made it look. You know, at first, 
everybody shut down. Everybody thought this was going to be like the zombie apocalypse. I remember, you know, my family stocked up on food. We had guns in the house and uh, shit legally. You know, we have legally, license, of course, of course. And uh, we locked up, preparing for the worst. And we thought this was going to be like, if you get it, you die. But it turned out to be just like, you know, flu symptoms, if not, not even as bad. From uh, as far as I know, you know, I've I've got tested multiple times. I've never tested positive for COVID. You know, um, I've been sick over the course of the past uh, two years since COVID was a thing. You know, I never lost my taste, smell, or uh, anything like that. But um, I don't think I've ever got it. But you know, I I take care of uh, my body. You know, mm. I um, this Quinn. You know, I uh, exercise. I think that has to do with it. I eat good. Yep. I don't put shit into my body. And Essential. I think that it's each their own. If you want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine. But I don't think it's a necessity. I don't think that our government should make it mandatory. Did anyone in your family have it when you were, or get it when you were locked up? Or were you strict with the guidelines, kind of loose, or? No, nobody got it when we were locked up. Um, mm-hmm. Me, my so my uh, Corona lockdown. This is how it went. So it was me and my mom at first um, in our house in Florida, and then my brother and my dad flew in, and they uh, came and uh, stayed with us. My sister came, and then my uh, good friend Finey ended up moving in with me and then my sister's good friend flew in she ended up moving in with us and my brother's best friend came and he lived with us too and then we had like a little group you know we had a little uh tribe and uh we uh we had a nice setup where we would just stay in our group we want to go outside from that we would just do whatever we go in the pool bike drink Really? Yeah, so why? It's honestly, it's honestly a great time. That sounds like an amazing time. Um, why did your friends start moving in with you? Is there a specific reason? Uh, no, because we just invited them. We said, "Look, guys, we're going on lockdown. We got extra room. We got extra food. Like, if you'd like to join us, yeah, the more the merrier. The more the merrier. Yeah. Let's have some fun. Let's make the most of it." That sounds fantastic. That sounds honestly like so much fun. So, did you walk me through? It's, you know, March 12th, 13th, 14th, 2020. Where are you at right there in your in that point in your life? Um, so, like, right when, like, Corona hit? Yeah, like, kind of right there. I was uh, at home even before Corona hit. You know, I, I know a lot of kids got sent home from school. And a lot of kids were in high school and they were doing online school. But I was, uh, you know, just at home fucking doing nothing, dog. To be honest with you, besides, like, working out and just figuring out my shit and, I mean, doing, uh, whatever. Yeah, helping my mom out around the house. Um, but I was doing the same shit before Corona, so. Corona hit, and then I was literally doing the same thing I was doing before, so it wasn't a big deal to me. Do you think Corona kind of, when everybody was like that, do you think it kind of kicked into gear like what you wanted to do or do you like a kind of like a flight or fight 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 or flight response or do you think it was more like um i don't know happier i guess i mean 
when Corona hit, when it first hit, I was like, all right, the world's ending, fuck it, none of this shit matters. Um, I'm gonna still me, you know? I'm gonna go, fuck, I just fucking lived day by day, had a good time, mm. got drunk. Hell yeah. And that was it. That was it. I didn't think, I didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't stressing about nothing, you know? It was, mm. I, it was honestly one of the most peaceful times of my life when we went to lockdown. It was just so much fun, dude. It was a ton of fun. Uh-huh. And I was, so you were, you were supposed to be a freshman in college at that point, right? Yeah, I was supposed to be. Okay. Gotcha. I was a, I was a senior in high school and that, it was weird. My co, my mom worked at the hospital. Uh-huh. So I, um, you know, we get sent a lockdown. I'm thankfully my parents both have jobs that are essential. Uh, my dad sells basically hand sanitizer, and my mom is a nurse. So oh, kind awesome. of funny how that worked out. But yeah, they, they, um, they were pre- prepared. Yeah, and we, uh, yeah. <laughs> my dad like like a uh, wholesale bought toilet paper. We just had like a shit ton in our basement. Yeah, <laughs> we were tra- my trapping uh, uh, hand sanitizer. Trapping it out the like toilet paper? We, uh, we would all Mike and I, my brother Mike, would post up on street corners in trench coats and be like, "Hey, you want that one ply or two ply, bro? Yes, sir. What you want? What you what you want? You want that ninety nine percent strength percent strength hand sanitizer? You want that? You want that Everclear hand sanitizer? That's what awesome. you want. Um, but my mom got COVID. Um, I think in uh, I want to say like late April, maybe middle of April. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm kind of like two weeks into the lockdown. We all basically knew it was going to happen. And at first I was like freaked out and pissed off at her because I, I had kind of been just playing beard eye with my friends and stuff. But by, you know, it's, it's three guys in the mm-hmm. house and mom. So by, I don't know, the, uh, the third or fourth day when she stopped spiking a fever twice a day. So like, um, after about 10 days after she tested positive like she was cooking us dinner yeah like we couldn't you're, we're guys we can't take care of ourselves i can't um, say i can't, can't take, take care of yourself i can't take my care of myself no no way you can't no, no way no way dude i think i could but no. i need to learn how to cook bro do you like cooking i love cooking what do you like to cook i like to cook pasta i like to cook mm. chicken yeah classic like chicken and rice rice <laughs> um I don't know, uh, mac and cheese, I like mm. simple things, soups, whatever. Okay. Um, I could do that. You know, it's, it's pretty simple, you know, and all you have to do now is buy the ingredients, look at the recipe and do it. Right. Watch a YouTube video, you can teach yourself You anything. can teach, the amount of knowledge on YouTube is outstanding That's and insane. it's crazy. Yep. Anything you could ever want it's is on YouTube. the palm of your hands. Yeah. Okay. I swear, if you just looked up half the college courses you could find them on YouTube oh 100% you don't think they give like the lectures if they just post them on YouTube somebody has to have it's like insane I mean you know Google does the uh, Google uh, Scholar now really you can do programs via Google and you can get um, you can get qualified for jobs through Google course you serious yep and it's pretty much just YouTube videos that's crazy yep that's unbelievable so you go from COVID, and then do you make it? A, you know, a couple months go by, and then it's fall twenty twenty. You you enroll in the University of Tampa, then? Yeah, I enroll into the University of Tampa, get accepted, fire, and I go there. 
Nice. And now we're here. And now we're now here. Now we're blessed up. Blessed up. Blessed up. Blessed up. And then, go through freshman year. Mm. And then now, I drop out of school. So, I... <laughs> dropping out... By the way, as much as I want to make fun of all those accounts that are like... Uh, the uh, like wealth daily accounts that yeah, are like yeah. pictures of Leonardo DiCaprio that are like um, yo make keep your enemies close and your friends closer just like that hyper masculine bullshit alpha male type yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you seen the shit with the sigma males that mm-hmm. new meme that it's not an alpha or beta male it's a sigma male it's like the ultimate form <laughs> a sigma male is an alpha male except like Someone who operates outside of the uh, the spectrum. So basically, like, you're like a loner. So all these fucking losers one day decided that they weren't... Nah, I'm not like a weirdo. I'm a Sigma male. I just do my own thing. I was actually talking to Quinn about this. I was spewing at him for like half an hour about it on Sunday when we were watching football. Yeah, I don't really understand it either, but <laughs> I, I've seen it. But, yeah, so why was uh, there a reason... Pause, 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 pause. What would you consider yourself, all right? Well, a, a sigma male or an alpha male? <laughs> De- sigma. <laughs> nah, um, no, definitely, I would pr- probably consider myself a sigma male. I, um, which is, sound, which is, I just sound so retarded right now, but, like, I don't really, like, operate in the traditional alpha male. I don't like classifying myself either. I All hate right, putting so, myself in a box. So, so let's clear this up for the audience. <laughs> what, what is a sigma male? Um... I read online that a Sigma, first of all, the whole meme uh, became popular when a bunch of people on TikTok started making jokes about like Patrick Bateman and John Wick. And those are the, the there's been, I, I don't know if anybody else has seen, but there has been a, a, a wave of like Patrick Bateman memes all over the internet. Have you seen that, Pickett? No. You haven't seen the Patrick Bateman stuff? I have not seen that. But essentially an alpha male versus sigma male would be um, an alpha male is somebody that just like pulls a ton of bitches and and then like, you know, and fucks, fucks a lot. Alright, I, I got the exact definition. Oh, right. oh I want to describe, I'm going to describe. Right, you describe but, it. Alright, yeah. I don't want to hear. I'm talking about sigma male. <laughs> I know what the. So uh, yeah, alpha male, obviously classic, like, ooh, like tough guy. But then a sigma male is like the lone wolf that just operates outside everything is quiet and reserved but then like when people when they talk people listen like that's a sigma male okay so here's the uh, exact definition via google sigma male is a sigma male is a man who is a lone wolf they don't crave attention like the alphas although they get a lot without even trying Women are naturally drawn to the sigma because of their capacity and self-sufficient abilities. All right. <laughs> and the, I think the internet, I, I want to get into this to you, with you later, but the, the internet and like TikTok humor is so funny and so weird that people are like, when someone says, no, I'm a sigma male, it's like, no, like you're like just socially awkward. Yeah. Yes, fucking internet is ruthless. The internet is ruthless. But you can make a absurd amount of money off the internet. And I know you've tried to do the what the Nelk boys do, essentially. Not really, but like they, they do the Shopify stores. So what happened with your Shopify store? And what is the origin of you wanting to do that? 
Yeah, so, um, honestly, it's nothing like what the Nelk boys are doing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I use Shopify, but pretty sure I was like 16 years old, and I saw an ad on um, YouTube that said, uh, get rich, you know, quick. Anybody could do this drop shipping, no uh, cost, you know. And I watched a YouTube video and followed a tutorial, and I created my own Shopify website. And I uh, listed a bunch of products on um, my website through Overlow and Alibaba. Filed my LLC, created this company, and I was going to start drop shipping. And for those of you that don't know, what drop shipping is is when you list a product on your website and you're the middleman and you don't have that product in inventory. And when somebody buys it, you're practically uh, sending the information and the uh, everything about the customer that bought it from your website to the supplier and they send it to the customer yeah so it's essentially it goes right from producer to consumer and with no distributor correct like the people well, there, make there it, is a distributor oh, but okay it, it's like off it's, the rack and then they they package it and you send them that information to the person who bought it and then it goes from China or wherever they made it yeah to keep it simple sweet and stupid hell yeah there's people in China with the product and mm. there's me in the middle that has the website that's promoting the product and then there's the customer that is buying the product mm. the customer buys the product from me on my website for me advertising it and then the people in China send it to them you know that's the simplest way to explain it um, the problem and issue I had was that is that uh, not having uh, contact with your supplier there's a bunch of different uh, supply chain issues and sometimes my customers ended up never receiving the product or it took months to receive the product or they received the product uh, the, a product that they didn't even order you know I had uh, I was promoting it to my friends and family and like kids at my school teachers cousins aunts and like sometimes somebody would get a package of rubber dinosaurs when they ordered a uh, bracelet you know but uh brutal you live and you learn I tried and I'll try again eventually yeah something what, else. what are you thinking about trying again I don't know yet I don't know yet either I want to we should start a business bro I'm always thinking that's <laughs> uh, key I don't know what type of business I'm going to start I'm focusing on one thing at a time right now you know yeah like when I first did that I had uh, my niche was um, like aquatic life you know like it was the, the website was called hookedjewelry.com and it was like dude that sounds fire fishing apparel and like fishing bracelets anchor bracelets you know that sounds elite dolphins and sharks and whatnot, that's a way better know? idea than I've ever come up with and then I mean I mean, obviously, it wasn't a great idea because it didn't work, so. But, um, yeah, bro, it's trial and error. Mm. I've tried to start my own clothing brand before. Definitely. The clothing brand, I think, hard. is the hardest one. There's some, there's so, it's so diluted. So diluted. And also, like, uh, you, you just have, you have to have people that either get your sense of humor or get your sense of style. There's no, like, you just have to have that audience because, like, I, I'll see, you know, I'll be on Twitter and see a girl or a guy with, you know, 50 to 60,000 followers, which in reality is not a lot. 
but they'll have the dumbest shirts and I'm I'm positive they're making money off them. It's like, oh, like forklift certified mm-hmm. or um, if, if sucking ass or if kissing ass was a crime, lock me up and it's like booty shorts, like just, yeah, just random shit. Yeah. And um, you just have to have the people that fuck with your sense of humor or the your uh, sense of style. And that's really what... Mm-hmm. Number one, the Nelk Boys and Barstool do so well. Yeah. And then number two, what our fraternity brother at ABO, in ABO, is doing at Optimistic Adolescence. Have you seen what that is, what that's all about? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's like unbelievable. Yeah. He just found this niche and he crushed it. Yeah. And I think Alec told me that he's going to make six figures this year. That's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. It's unbelievable. So, I know. Business is tough out there. I think... I would fuck with you as a business partner. I think we could do do good business together. But it's hard to be, like, good friends with somebody you do business with. Like, you can be... uh, I don't know. I trust my friends. I think my my dad's friends with everybody. So, probably, like, kind of like that. But, I don't know. Do you mix friendship and business? Would you? Do you? Uh, yeah, hundred percent. I would. Mm. You know, whoever I'm gonna go to into business with is, um, I guess, whether I've known them before or not. Mm. You know, I'm gonna get close with them. You know, I'm gonna be working with them on, on a daily basis. So yeah, I guess they they become my friend eventually. Absolutely. You know, I wouldn't want to be working with people that I hate. Yeah, I you completely know? agree. You'd be miserable. Yeah. Let's flip the script here. So you played lax growing up, right? Yeah. How much do you love lax? Not really at all. <laughs> um, I mean, I played it uh, throughout high school and uh, was never good at it. And damn, I'm, I'm not. I'm not athletic, bro. Fuck really? No. Come on, you good-looking guy like yourself has to be athletic. Nah, dude. I'm not <laughs> athletic. I'm fucking very uncoordinated. Me too. I think I'm like kind of coordinated, but I'm also kind of a spaz. Like, I'll be playing basketball with uh, Jared, and uh-huh. Jared Jared talks to me like I'm Lenny from Of Mice and Men. It's like, just like get the rebound and then give the ball to me, and then just like go get more rebounds. And like uh-huh. I'm just like the big retard out there. That's how I play basketball. <laughs> yeah, I feel you, bro. I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe we're all we're all. Like somewhat like special needs. I think my my are you, are you special needs? I, I a little bit. Are Yo, you? and that that's a funny. <laughs> uh, Quinn Quinn's laughing in the background. All right, continue. But, what are you saying? Um, that's so funny that you say that uh-huh. because so I've had uh, been prescribed med- meds for ADHD since I was like I don't know six years old. Yeah, and so. The automatic refills on my prescription ran out, uh-huh. um, so I was off my meds this week for like four days, and I was going through withdrawals. It was uh-huh. the crazy, and I've never like what, experienced that. What that feel like to you? It was like, so like normally I'm on a non-stimulant medication, yeah. so, but like <laughs> what it felt like was just like, um, I kind of think of it like, like a. My brain right now is a Mashed normal. 
<laughs> it's a normal street with people going normal speeds. And then when I'm off the meds, it's when I'm off the meds, as Kanye would say, I'm off the meds. Um, it would. <laughs> it, uh, how does how does a normal street in Kanye? Uh, just no. It's like like a normal. My thoughts would be like the cars, and they're going like 35 miles an hour. So I thought you were gonna relate it. So when you're off the meds, it's like you're yeah. on, you're on the highway. When I'm off the meds, it's like the highway, you're bro. Driving recklessly. When I'm off the meds, it's like I'm drunk driving on the highway. Not even not even drunk, but just like going so fast and just firing, 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 firing. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, and that, and then on top of that, like just emotional, like like even today, I was I found myself getting. Uh, hyper focused or upset when somebody was critical of me and it was valid criticism um mm-hmm. but just like getting really upset about it for essentially no reason i'm a sensitive guy bro yeah, so i'm okay, sensitive bro. bro it's all good bro real men cry hell yeah real men do cry I'm sensitive bro That's you, good. you don't seem like a sensitive guy to me though i mean i, I would definitely consider myself a sensitive guy really yeah, I'm, not, I'm not a bitch by <laughs> no means but you know if um, I bitch you know I get upset bro no. if, if, if it's like a it reasonable happens, matter bro. like if, if some, it's dude. some shit happens in my family death in, death in my family yeah I want to be upset I'm be very sensitive if my dog dies yes, yeah I want to cry bro like bro. it's my dog like my, like whatever it is I don't know um, if it depends. I'm sensitive in certain aspects. You know? I think it's important to be. I think it's important to be. But I also think, like, myself, um, I think you have the perfect balance, probably. But as far as myself, I think that I get, like, worked up over such little bullshit. And that's something I've been really trying to work on. Like, I was telling you today, the whole nonsense that was going on today in my life with... You know, assignments, this, that, the yep, other thing. Yep, yep. Like, just getting so worked up over little bullshit. And then that, it's like, that's the stuff. Or little criticism from friends, especially. A stranger could call me a pussy and I wouldn't care. But, like, if my friends call me, like, a bitch or, like, you know, say I fucked up. Like, that's what pisses me off the most. Mm-hmm. Swear to God. And it's the weirdest thing. Because, like, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be the other way around? But it just means so much more to me coming from a friend. Yeah, 100%. No, nah, but... Um, I, I see where you're coming from. And... Going back to what you were saying before... I want to talk about the uh, medication that you're on. Mm. What's, it, what's it called? What are you prescribed? What do you got for me, bro? Okay. It's the first... I was actually doing some research on it because I was... My brain was just firing. Mm-hmm. It was like four in the morning. I was looking at TikToks and telling my, like, sending them to my mom at four in the morning. Um, my mom loves TikTok, by the way. Show me <laughs> Really? My mom loves it. Does she ever send you, like, the motivational ones? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> yeah, mine too. Yep. Or the ones with dogs. She loves that. The ones with dogs and the self help ones, she sends them to me. And she's like, great message. Hope finals are going well. <laughs> Yeah, me too. All right. Uh, off topic. Uh, yeah, so back to what we're talking it's about. amoxetine, which is the that's the common name, but I'm on Stratera 80 milligram, and I've just been on it for a pretty long time. I can't really 
I've been on something since I was like six years old. I remember when I was, I think maybe 10, 11, uh, they tried to put me on the Adderall and my parents didn't sleep for like a week. So I would just be like pacing in my room at like four or five in the morning, no sleep, just completely like wigged out and which is bad when you're little, but I feel like I think Adderall there is, Adderall is the most abused prescription drug out of them all. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because it's it's like cocaine, but just not as bad, uh, not as bad for you, and not as it it like does exactly what it does, and not as dangerous too. Yeah. But um, they just put me on the Stratera, and they've just been bumping up a little bit ever since. I'd be like, I something would happen at school, and. Or my grades would be slipping and they just bump it up a little bit. Because I grew a lot in high school, so they bumped it up a little bit. But yeah, so you said you prescribed um, Tratero when you were six years old. Pretty much, yeah. So have you ever talked to your parents? Like, what was your thought process? Why did they prescribe you when you were six? So I think, or no, it had to have been, I think it was six years old. But it was. it had to have been after six years old that I got Tratero, but... I, uh, I went to like a neurological facility and they tested me for attention deficit disorder. Mm. And I tested in one of the highest percentiles. So did I. Yeah, I know. So I, that's just. I got, I got tested when I was very young. Uh, that's surpri- really? Uh-huh. That surprises me a lot because you're not like a spaz like I am. Well, mm, no, I definitely had ADHD. I got tested for it when I was younger. Um, mm. They wanted to prescribe me whatever, so-and-so uh, ADHD, ADHD medication, whether yeah. it's Adderall or whatnot. Any of them. And anything, then, pretty much anything that you can use to cheat on a concussion test, besides yeah, Stratera. Pretty much, but um, the reason I never ended up taking it was I'm going to be uh, honest with you. You know, I hope my sister doesn't listen to this podcast when I'm thrown under the bus. You know, my parents use her as a lab rat and um, she was prescribed Adderall at a young age mm. for uh, ADHD and she just ended up having like I mean I know girls are also more hormonal but like she had like major major um, mood swings I think it was um, almost like bipolar disorder and uh, I think Adderall had a big factor in it and she was just like always tweaking out and she, yeah. she really fucked her up and she saw the side effects my parents said fuck you know I'd rather have my kid um, be uh, retarded and happy than uh, <laughs> that's uh, so funny than, my than, dad than, looked at me in my than, eyes and said the same than, thing to than me. super smart and uh, just fucked up you know? I got you no definitely um, and two things to that number one I think not that taking ADHD medication makes you not happy. No, yeah, there are side not. effects. One hundred percent, definitely not. Um, it's it just it's like anything. Like it works for some people. Some people it doesn't. Um, I'm happy you learn to manage it without the medication. Um, but I know for me, like when I was in fifth grade, going into sixth grade, I tried to do a whole summer no meds. And maybe it was just being a fifth grade. See, that's what's weird about our the the kind of ADHD generation since the late '90s is that, like, at, at some point it stopped being like you know, 
a fifth grader or a fourth grader just being a fourth grader and not uh-huh. wanting to learn fucking math. Yeah. And it started being, oh, he has attention deficit disorder. Yeah. He doesn't want to sit in the same room for eight hours. Yeah. No fucking fifth grader right? is just in the same room for yeah. hours long. And no, so they, they just want to get on the playground and fucking yeah. play cops and robbers. Yeah, yeah I know. Yo, you know? cops and robbers was gas. Yep. Sir Robbins was fire. Uh, we used to play touch football. I had a one-handed catch in fifth grade. Never forget it. It was right in the end zone. It was the, the mini uh, Nike footballs, and my buddy Loaf threw it to me, and I caught it one hand, tucked it back into the body, and I was like, that was peak. That was peak. But anyway, I think in girls, especially with the, the attention deficit disorder, and even bipolar, like... I was talking to this girl the other day who said she was diagnosed with both. And uh, I don't, like, I'm not a doctor, but I think a lot of this stuff just goes hand in hand. And uh, I don't know, I think the best way, if you're on a medication like a mood stabilizer, that's great. Like, that's what it should be. And then on top of that, you can just, if you eat a healthy, like, clean diet, you know, you don't have to be perfect all the time. Yep. Clean diet, like don't drink a ton of alcohol, and then um, just get a lot of sunshine and just not like go nuts on your phone in front of the, the screen all the time. I think yeah. that's... That's, a, that's another thing, huge thing. Like nowadays, like our generation was the uh, start of it, but yeah, I feel like all kids nowadays have ADHD because mm. the accessibility to distractions on our phones, video games, Whatever it is, I feel like you know you can't you can't avoid it. Everybody, no. everybody is distracted. It's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. All consuming. You ever just spend like two two and a half hours on TikTok and just not even notice? Yeah, bro. I, that's why I deleted TikTok. I have to delete it, and I'm going to delete it. I deleted it. I, it's the worst, and I think I've talked about it. It's the worst thing for you. Yep. It's, it's terrible. just the endless feed of just swiping. It's literally an algorithm to keep you yes. on there as long yeah. as possible. <laughs> it's what it's designed they for. They program it's, it to keep you... Glued to your screen. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. It's terrible. Ugh. Wait, it's we, so we need bad. to step away from that and start reading books. Start reading... Yo, does Joe Rogan have a book? Probably. Yo, where can I buy that shit? Amazon. <laughs> Fuck, Yeah. Alright, so going back to what I was talking about before. Please, so, yes. Your parents uh, put you on, uh, what's, what's the it? The Stratera. The Stratera, when you were six years old Pretty or whatever, much. very young, mm. because you were... They tried some other shit first, but you, yeah. You, you tested for whatever it was, and you had uh, mm. attention deficit disorder. Yeah, ADHD. Like. Nope, ADHD, alright. Mm. But every kid has ADHD. See, okay, this is, this is another thing, um... I think every you're absolutely right. Every kid does have it, but I there there was a great post on my phone. I'm not gonna pull it up, but uh-huh. it was talking about kind of like you know how an iceberg looks kind of small on top and it's like really yeah. deep down below. Yep. There's a whole iceberg of stuff that uh, like real attention deficit disorder or ADHD is, and um, mm. I know it, it sounds so whack to of me to be like. Yo, I'm sorry I was being such a douchebag to you, but I just have ADHD because that's like not really an acceptable excuse. If it was like yeah. I have Asperger's, then it would be better. Uh-huh. But um, it's uh, it, it's 
there's a lot of things that just go along if you truly have it like I have a friend you know and I'm sure you have friends too that are just like oh you know I just spend too much time on my phone I think I have ADHD like no dude I'd rather be spending time on my phone than doing fucking microeconomic homework too yeah you know mm-hmm. but if if you truly have the the actual like your brain is different like that then there's a lot of stuff and you are also prone to anxiety or depression you're uh, you think in a lot of black and white you are hypersensitive or hyper focused on stuff you you know overthink it's a lot of just stuff that goes along with it that's just not um that's just not really it's a twist off remember nope <laughs> that's just not um not talked about and I'm not like I'm not some crusader like I'm <laughs> I just bullshit on I'm bullshit with a few beers but I uh, I definitely think that um, it's definitely underrated and uh, not talked about enough how and there's adults that struggle with it like a lot because you can you know you're late or you're just a mess or you're just probably just a spaz I thank God like my football coach like he was just like like you know, you just like stop being a spaz, and I stop uh-huh. being a spaz. Just like that easy? Uh, kind of, yeah. You just, you work out at six a.m. with the same guys every day. You kind of get the vibe, and yep. you, and then you know, my brother comes in, and Mike is. I love Mike to death, but uh, we're cleaning up after gym class because I helped him at gym class, and um, my coach at gym class, and uh, and um, I uh, Mike starts shooting the basketball. And with all these sophomores and he's like he's like your brother's such a spazberg <laughs> I'm, I'm like that's just who he is but Michael is a great gambler is he? I think he's one of the best gamblers I've ever met honestly really? how, he, how old is your brother? he's my twin he's 19 oh, where's he yeah. school? UMass Amherst is he a spaz too? <laughs> he's the best kind of spaz you know what kind of he's the kind of spaz that uh, took the two hottest girls from our high school or from our towns or three towns and he took them to his cross country formal nice. over the weekend that's what's up <laughs> Does he have a- and, he, and that same weekend he hits a hundred dollar parlay hey that's what's up I know he's the man dude does he have ADHD too or not no if yeah. he's just he's just way sillier than I am which is I know hard to believe but really? like it, it's like how about your brothers bro what are your bros like I only got one brother. One brother. Um, but yeah, he's a good guy. You know, he works full time. He works with my dad. Um, so does my brother. Does he? Yeah. Working. How How did you like working for your dad? Um, I liked it. I loved it actually. You know, I uh, I've been working for my dad uh, over the summers. My dad uh, owns the uh, car dealership. He's been in the car business his whole life. I started off working in the service department. Uh, valeting cars, you know, customers would come in, I'd write them a ticket, pull their car over uh, the car ramp, get them uh, a sheet for the uh, write-up for their uh, service, whatever they needed done, and then I would just park the cars, and I would just do, clean up, whatever. And this summer, I got into sales. I started selling cars with my brother, and... Fire. um, You know, it's a good environment. I love working with my family. Um, you know, I learned a lot. 
it was a uh, difficult but uh, very rewarding at the same time you know um, I was working uh, for commission for the first time in my life and wow. I wasn't making a lot of money but I was learning a lot mm. and I uh, ended up selling I think like seven or eight cars um, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, that's the second biggest purchase that people make in their lives. Re- that is, Besides their house. Dude, I never even thought of it like that, but yeah, you're absolutely right. What was difficult about it? You know, car salesmen have a bad rap for... Uh, they definitely do. For being sleazy and trying to scum the customer. And, you know, that's not the case. Um, we just have to follow protocol and people come in very uh, uptight and stern and ready to negotiate and mm-hmm. thinking that we're going to try to scam them and whatnot. but uh, I was a new car salesman you know you know that might be, might be the case for pre-owned cars but the the uh, company whatever dealership you're working at they provide the cars and there's a sticker price and it's a uh, not a lot of room to negotiate, and especially around the time that I started, you know, it's still going on. There's a microchip shortage in the car industry, and the manufacturers aren't producing as many cars as they would like, and we're not getting as many as we would like in the lot. And uh, there's a markup on uh, cars right now, new and used. So Damn. What do they do with the microchips? To be honest with you, I don't even fucking know. <laughs> Uh, I think they just stick them in the car to track them. Some, something, something like that. Just something with the liberals. So, exactly. <laughs> Those fucking libs. Uh, do you feel it helped your sales skills a lot? Because I can just only imagine how much better I would be after a summer of trying to convince people to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on a car, which is hard. 100%. 110%. You know, I was, a, I feel like a personal person. Um, but you know, they taught me a lot. You know, it's not about being a personal person; it's about being able to sell. It doesn't matter how friendly you friendly you are. It doesn't matter um, about any of that. It's it's like it's. I don't even know how to explain it. I mean, obviously, you want to be friendly. You don't want to be a dick. But you got to know what you're talking about, and you got to uh, f- give a solution to your customer's problem. Mm. at the end of the day so what are the most common problems you'd run into um I mean I only worked there for one summer so I didn't really run into a lot of problems but you know I'll give you an example of how I would uh give a pitch to a customer how it how it exactly worked for me mm. a customer would come into the door I would greet them say hey how you doing nice to meet you my name is Michael Pickett how can I help you is there a specific car uh, you uh, came in to look for today or can I help you find something uh, either go down route A or route B um, for example they would say yeah I'm looking for a Santa Fe SE package in um, the midnight gray i would be like alright no problem I can help you out with that bring them to my desk sit them down plug them to the computer Ask them how they found us, whatnot, all their information, email, phone number. Get them in the algorithm. So uh, I could give them a call back if they don't end up buying the car on the spot. And then I would go through the database, find the car, go into the back of the lot, pull up the car, walk them through it, you know, 
Mr. So-and-so, this is the new Santa Fe, blah, 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 SE package. It's got uh, the all Alcantara interior, stain, waterproof resistant, smell resistant. It's got Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, blah, blah, you know, list all the uh, features and specs and then send them off on a test drive. You know, there's a lot more that goes into it, but that, that was the process. They would come back, they liked the car, how'd you like it, blah, blah, blah. You know, I would try to make an, emo- an emotional purchase too. You know, I would try to mm. connect it to their family. I'd be like, really? Know, this car has got a lot of room. You know, it was great for the kids. You know, that's I'm smart. Sure that's really smart. Your wife needs to use this car. There's extra cargo space in the back for groceries, blah, blah. You know, you, 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 you want, <laughs> when you're selling anything like that, you want them to get emotionally attached to it. Like, I'm sure, you know, you've been sold something before, but Definitely. that's key, you know? You need to. And then, um,. It would either be sorry, can't buy the car right now, like I just wanted to look, or they would buy on the spot, you know? You go either either direction. Or one time some dudes fucking started screaming in my face because uh, we got a deal together for this car and then he there was taxes and fees and he's like, I don't know there was taxes and fees and he fucking started screaming at me. And oh then, no, really, bro? Excuse me. Yeah, and then um Pretty much, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like I told you how it was. There's just taxes and There's fees, taxes bro. There's yeah. taxes on everything. And then uh, I ended up kicking him out of the store. Hell yeah, dude! Fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck a piece of shit. But yeah, bro. You know, you got to deal with uh, what you got to deal with. You know? I know. There's, well, that's people, there's people that are super easy, people that are in the middle, and people that are just very hard. There are people that are absurd out there, mm-hmm. like actually insane. Um, like I saw on Twitter. A, uh, a Christmas card family. Yeah, what am I gonna do if I gotta pee? Sorry. <laughs> we just pause it. Pause it. Pause it. Yeah, we can take a little intermission, a little halftime break, ski. All right, halftime. Uh, all right, we're back from a little halftime, but we were just talking about books you read for school. Pegget, do you remember any books you read for school that stood out? No. No. I don't. I can't remember the last time I read a book that was assigned to me in a classroom. Yeah. I honestly can't. I never read the ones I did. All right, I lied. I do read the ones that they assign, but I'm reading one right now. Um, the Outsiders was the best one I was assigned in middle school. I don't really remember high school. I think The Catcher in the Rye sucked ass, but this one I just got assigned right now is one of the coolest books I've ever read. It's called Negroes with Guns, and it's by this guy Robert Williams, and so. In this town in North Carolina, that's like 12,000 people, and it was a fourth black. So Robert F. Williams served in the Marine Corps in World War II. He gets home. He joins the NAACP chapter of Monroe, North Carolina. And essentially, the the police don't help him. The, The FBI doesn't help him. Nobody's helping him out when there's just a whole bunch of like hate crimes and racist shit going on. Like all they really wanted was to swim in the swimming pool of the town or to have like one day a week because kids were drowning in like like bootleg swimming holes. But the, the town said no and they wouldn't build a separate pool. So essentially when like hate crime started to stir up, this guy Robert F. Williams just said like, fuck the government, fuck all these organizations, fuck the FBI and just armed the shit out of all basically made this militia of other men and they just defended 
They got into shootouts with the Ku Klux Klan. It was sick. And then the Ku Klux Klan pussied out because they were like, oh, these guys got guns now? Like, dude, fuck that. It was yeah. the, it's one of the coolest things I've ever read. It's just like so pro Second Amendment. Like, if you know, obviously, a lot of the civil rights movement talks about focuses on uh, Martin Luther King Jr. and then Malcolm X a little bit, with Malcolm X being a little more uh, accepting of violence, if you will. But this guy Robert F. Williams was like. All for self defense with guns. Was this book assigned to you in the classroom? Yeah, but like, but it's like one of the coolest things I've ever read. And this guy went and like talked with Fidel Castro in Cuba. He was on the FBI's most wanted list for like dumb long. It's really? one of the coolest books I've ever read. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, fantastic. And it's only like a hundred pages. Oh, really? Yeah. Hey, man, I gotta read that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, going back to what I was saying before, what you were talking about before, um, before we started recording, I can't remember the last time I read a book that was assigned to me in school. Like the books that are assigned on the uh, whatever it is, middle school, high school, regiment, yeah. even in college, I just find it for the most most part. I mean, occasionally you get the uh, uh, once in a blue moon book that you find interesting, like the one you were just talking about, but. I just checked that or Google it for a writing assignment or a book report or whatever it was. I hated reading. Like, school made me hate reading because whatever they would assign for me to read for the most part, nine times out of ten, I would be uninterested and I didn't find it useful. A lot of it was bullshit. I remember we'd have to read uh, Shakespeare the odyssey and then huckleberry finn is important and i acknowledge that it's important but i didn't know how to really understand mark twain's writing and i don't i don't fucking remember any of that but at the end of the day i do enjoy to read and i do enjoy to learn yeah just the things that i'm passionate about you know so i still read um not necessarily do i read but i listen to audiobooks a lot Mm. and um that's important yeah I listen to, like, oh, I don't. I listen to podcasts, which is not really like an audio book, yeah, but like, is, I guess you could find it, that could be educational. <laughs> but depends what you're listening to. But yeah, <laughs> obviously only Joe Rogan. <laughs> but I, I think that the the self help books are very important. I just feel like a lot of young men have kind of lost their way in this internet age where you know sipping over girls is cool and and like just being like some like dorky guy is I mean it's always fine but just like guys gotta just be guys man and my dad we we cleaned out the garage when I was home for the summer and he just every self-help book he just gave it to me and he's like just read all these and I got a bookshelf off my friend who was moving. They're all in my room. And I'm, I've given yeah. a few away. I've given some just the classic yeah. Andrew Carnegie, Norman Vincent Peale. Like that, all of these things and the audiobooks, watching videos on YouTube, all of these things are part of the same, um, the growth mindset of just we're constantly, you just have to constantly evolve because it's so easy 
to just stay in one place and not evolve. 100% I agree with you. Um, you know, some of my favorite books include uh, some self-help books like uh, The 10X Rule. Have you heard of that? By Grant, mm-hmm. You know, Grant Cardone? He's a, I have not. He's now became like an Instagram influencer type of guy. You know, he sells his program and whatnot. But his book um, became... I guess popular before he was even famous on the internet. Uh, it was a great book. My dad gave me that book when I was young, and uh, you know the what, philosophy behind it. What is the ten X rule? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. This ten X rule is you got to work ten times harder than everybody else around you. You got to think ten times harder than everybody else around you. You got to ten X your lifestyle. You know, you get, whatever you do, you got to do it ten times better than everybody else. At the end of the day, long like I'm not gonna explain the whole book to you right now. Mm. But that's pretty much it. It's the ten X rule, ten times. Um, and another book I really like is uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. It's a great book. You read that? What is Rich Dad Poor Dad? Rich Dad Poor Dad is a uh, story. I honestly forget the author's name, but it's about his life and it's about uh, his rich dad and his poor dad. Uh, his blood dad, his dad that conceived him, created mm-hmm. him, was his poor dad, and mm-hmm. he had a poor mindset, and he felt bad for himself, and he worked a nine-to-five, and he never uh, figured out how to make money work for him, but he always worked for his money, and he was always right. cautious about how he spent his money, and then he had a good friend who uh, had a father who taught him how to become rich and that was the rich dad mm. and his rich dad to explain to him and his uh, younger friend at a young age how to make uh, money work for them and how to create money without even necessarily going into work and providing physical labor right you know? that's and that's the that's essential to creating uh, wealth and I know you want to do the real estate. What what do you think is your plan for going into the real estate? Because when it really comes down, push comes to shove, like that is what's that's what makes you wealthy. Essentially, is owning and renting and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, have we talked about the real estate yet or not? No, I haven't even asked you, and I'm yeah. fascinated by your master plan. So. I just dropped out of school after a year and a semester at college, and I've come to the conclusion that college isn't for me, and I'm never going to use my degree, and it would just be a waste of time, money, and stress, you know? So I was dual enrolled in uh, real estate school, and I've been doing it for the past, I believe, eight weeks now. I'm about to finish up in the next uh, two weeks. I have my final exam on the 16th. But um, my plan with real estate is first, obviously, get my license and then apply, work for a brokerage, work under a broker, learn the business, learn all the technical shit, learn the laws, all the renewal periods, learn how to manage uh, properties, you know, find a mentor and just learn, you know, it's not even about making the money necessarily at first because nobody ever makes the money right off the bat like no. that, you know, Every, everybody sees these kids getting rich on uh, via social media or whatnot like those kids that have been doing this shit although it may have seemed like they've been doing it and they be 
became famous and rich overnight. You know, they've been, they, those kids even put in the work, you know, but um, I'm going to learn. I'm going to take it day by day, step by step, year after year. Eventually, maybe get my broker's license myself, start brokerage, you know. Uh, I want to stay down in Florida. We based down in South Florida. Uh, and just be an entrepreneur, bro. And I want to reinvest my money into uh, the market. I want to yeah. have my own rental properties. So I'm be a landlord. I want to get into commercial real estate. And uh, yeah, just go from there. Start other businesses along the way. Side ventures, whatever it is, bro. I just want to fucking have fun, you know. The rental properties are huge. Like yeah, that is what really, really creates the the wealth, and then yeah. like even a duplex. If you rent out the duplex, you can pay off a lot of your expenses and just if you're working a job, you're earning and burning, and not exactly. having to worry about rent. You just exactly. have to worry about food and booze and stuff. Um, and my dad always tells me his two biggest regrets were not getting his master's degree and then not um, holding on to his apartment that he bought in. Boston in the 90s and that would be worth God knows how much money today yep yeah but shoulda woulda coulda yeah shoulda woulda coulda can't think like that yeah I know you can't especially are you do you feel comfortable with the gamble cause it's it is a gamble what like the real estate and stuff like sometimes it just doesn't pan out or you know what I mean like it's just it's the gamble of dropping out of school yeah um nah you know, I, I'm, uh, I'm very confident in myself and my capability and my ability to succeed. I got the work ethic. At the end of the day, I've had this mindset since high school that uh, your degree can only do so much for you. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, it's a piece of paper. You know, it could help. Um, if you're going to become a doctor, a lawyer, surgeon a teacher or anything along the lines of that then you need a degree but honestly at the rate that our generation is going at i've been saying this since day one there's more value in going to trade school than there is going and getting a business degree oh definitely because it's so diluted everyone the brother and their mother has a business degree Everybody goes into fucking debt, has to pay off their debt, and they end up graduating with hundreds of thousands of dollars of student loans, and they end up working a nine-to-five job that they hate and miserable at for some fucking schmuck, and they're only getting paid 30000 40000 a year, if that. Yeah, I can't wait to do that. Pretty stoked. No, you don't want to do that. <laughs> no. So I decided I'm going to drop out, you know. And I'm going to use that to also incentivize me to succeed because I'm going to be the only one out of my uh, siblings that doesn't have a degree. And I want to become the most successful out of the three of us. I love that fire. Um, You kind of are reminding me, I don't know, we were talking about the self-help books, but I also love memoirs. And one of them that I picked up briefly and read was Matthew McConaughey's. And he, you know... He got kind of slandered for by with bad reviews for his book because people were thinking it was like I don't know kind of like folklore and stuff. But uh, you know he just was like he told his dad he's at the University of Texas Austin. 
he's a frat guy and he tells his dad who's a blue collar guy like I want to go into film school mm-hmm. and his dad you know pauses on the phone and just says just don't half ass it mm-hmm. and I think I your confidence is admirable take it like it is your self assurance your confidence is admirable uh, where does that come from come from my uh, upbringing 100% my dad hmm my dad uh, definitely taught me a lot, and uh, definitely my uh, number one role model. You know, I got I got a lot of different role models, but um, growing up, you know, give a little bit of a brief uh, story, my dad's backstory. He um, never graduated high school, or he barely graduated high school. Um, started working right off the bat. He was working all throughout high school too. He got into the car business, you know. He's a good friend he went to high school with. Uh, father owned a motorcycle dealership and uh, he started off scrubbing the floors as a teenage kid. You know, no education, broke as fuck, you know, he had nothing. He had absolutely nothing. His dad left him when he was a child, like, he had no father, no family. His family's full of drug addicts. Um, from what I know, I don't know, I only know like two members of my dad's side of his family. Uh, and, um, my grandma was working, she didn't have a lot of time for him, and he would get bullied in high school for wearing the same pair of clothes every day, you tell me, and he instilled this work ethic into me, because he had that work ethic growing up, he was taught, you know, whatever you want, you gotta do it and there's no way around it no matter where you come from and he would just work day after day after day after day even before he had kids just mopping the floors even under the carpet what people wouldn't see you know because that's just the work ethic you gotta have it doesn't matter what people see it's what you do behind the scenes Mm. what matters and then um, you know he worked his whole life to become successful and provide for his family and even still to this day, you know, he's not, he's not perfect by any means, um, but he's a great father, he's a great role model, he's the, definitely one of the hardest working men I've ever met in my life, and uh, it comes from him. I absolutely feel that for sure, and that's, that's really, really uh, impressive that he came from that kind of rags to riches, literally, literally, that's super, super impressive mm-hmm. and worked his way up. And do you see the same thing for yourself? Do you see a lot of yourself in your father? Because I do. Yeah, I I do. Um, But I also see myself as very different in the same way. I see myself, I don't know, my dad is uh, my dad and I'm me, you know? Uh, I see, Mm. I I don't even know how to describe it to you, but... It is weird. It is weird. We're two completely different human beings, but... I do, I have that work ethic, and um, I hope uh, to live up to um, what he started, and uh, keep the ball rolling, and keep the family legacy going, you know? And I think you're getting after it, are you 20 yet? Did you turn 20? Yeah, I'm 20. Okay, you're, so you still have your whole 20s. Like, your 20s are when you really want to be living and, like, just 
figure yourself out and you have all that like I, personally like I was thinking about maybe going to law school but you know you do I, I do five years at UT and then two years at law school I'm 27 years old or 25 years old pretty much yeah like that's my I'm halfway through my 20s I'm not like and I've just been in school I haven't even been learning real world lessons yet I haven't been doing basically dick besides yep. school and partying with frat guys mm-hmm. so it's just I mean there's nothing wrong with that but like what you just said there's a difference between the real world and book smarts you know street smarts and book smarts are two different things like not in street smarts as in um, how do you describe it how would you describe street smarts I would say uh, street smarts is something I think I'm lacking by the way um, I'm a very black and white person mm-hmm. I call it like I see it and um, like I was talking to you about earlier today I sometimes lack a discretion um, or kind of and the opposite of discretion would be kind of fluffing like fluffing my resume when I was talking to this girl that was trying to help me get an internship she was like just fluff that up a little bit I'm like you know I would be like that's kind of lying isn't it or being sleazy yeah and that's I don't fuck with either of those but then she you know I feel you but simple stupid sweet how would you describe street smarts what does street smarts do you've been around the block a few times you know what I mean Uh street smarts are like you know, book smarts will get you in the situation, but street smarts are, is what's, what's going to cut you the deal. All right. So to me, street smarts is more emotional intelligence, mm. more uh, more so understanding how people work, how people operate, how people think, you know. Um, I fuck with that. I agree with that. Because you're right. Yeah, that and also just real world shit, you know, as in... Just how money works, mm. how people like we were talking about sales before, you yeah. know, shit like that. And then book smarts is knowing how to read and write and math and all that shit. But both are very important. Very know? important. Very important. They intertwine. And I think part of what you're saying, um, like book smarts, one of the most famous self help books ever printed. And I, you've I, you've definitely heard of this. Uh, his the author's name is Dale Carnegie. He used to be like the number one throughout the fifties, sixties, seventies, the number one self help book artist. And so, it book smarts would be like his book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I haven't read that, but I let me send it. I'll send it to you over break. I That's, saw a um, TikTok actually. Speaking of TikTok. Really? Uh, yeah, there is a... a that's that's where page. I get all my credible news from. <laughs> it's terrible. But it was a TikTok page that, like, summarizes books for you. Really? You, like, go over each chapter, and I was, like, scrolling through their well, account. Let me send that book. T- uh, are you giving me a Jupiter over break, or are you just... Yeah, gonna... I'll be in Jupiter. All right, I'll mail that to you. I'll loan it to you. All right, awesome. But... Or when we're back in Tampa. But book smarts would be, like, how to win friends and influence people. Like, I read that. But no, I would say that that's more street smarts than book yeah, smarts. Yeah, but th- that's what I'm saying. Like, book smarts is reading. Street smarts is executing it and then thinking about it constantly and then actually being that man's man, being that guy's guy, 
and winning those friends and influencing people. Because like I, I, you know what's so funny? I was in the library in the self-help section at the school and I saw uh, this book that reminded me of one of our mutual friends and it was how to win through intimidation. And I think like things like that, like, you know, as much as we can all be like, oh, you know, I'm just gonna be a nice guy, I'm gonna be myself. Like, there's so many little things and little factors you can do. And it goes both ways because you can, if you're selling somebody something, or if you're competing for a job or something, and that other guy, you know, runs his body language, runs his hand through his hair, fucking touches himself, touches his face, like that's blood in the water. And you can smell that and you can be like, no, I don't, I'm not, you're not seeing any of my blood. I got the best fucking poker face in the game. Huh? That's me. So I like how you recognize that. And then going back to what you were saying before, is that you have a terrible poker face and you have trouble. You you have trouble with that. I do. I do. I'm an open book. But I know you are. uh, Like, I'm, like, in all seriousness, like, I find it fascinating that you recognize that and you could tell, uh, other people by their uh, emotions and their facial, uh, whatever it's called, uh, reactions. Expressions, reactions, whatever. yeah. But I think... You have trouble controlling yourself. It's funny. It definitely is. It's so funny you bring that because I definitely, that's definitely something I struggle with. And it's not something I struggle with, It like, uh, you know, struggle in parentheses, you know, like I'm an open book. Like, what can I say? I, it's just who I am. If you, I'm a... You know, I'm a straight shooter. If you want me to re- give me, you know, if you want me to react to something, I'm like, you know, that's not okay. I don't like that, or that's okay. Like, it's uh, not, like I said, kind of like with the ADHD, not a lot of gray area w- where I'm more black and white. Even though they're with life, yeah. life is a lot more gray than it is black and white. But I can kind of tell because I'm, ever since I was a little kid, I was able, I always felt my emotions super vividly and I think part of that was the ADHD or a lot of it was the ADHD. So like kids would like tease me and stuff Uh and just over, you know, stupid kids stuff. Over exaggerated your emotions, you think? Or not over exaggerated, I just feel them so much, I just feel them like, yeah, they'd be so much more vivid, like my anger would be like so much more angry. And it's hard to control it. Yeah, it was definitely hard to control it. You think that has to do with the medication? Nah, no. it was just you think just, just, how you just the way my wired? brain just the way my brain works. Yeah. Like I get so much more worked up, or just so much more. And it's, my dad's the same way. Like oh, even over the stupid shit, like little stuff, because, and I'm sure you're the same way. Like the details matter, and it's just these little things that people do that are just that drive me batshit with either disrespect or like it doesn't even have to be disrespect, but just. Um, my main point being, I've always felt my emotions super strongly, and it's just taken a lot of growing up to recognize that in myself, and then with that becomes recognizing that in other people. Like when we're meeting, um, you know, fraternities. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not switching on anybody, but fraternities. We're a group of young men. Like you know, obviously, people have egos. There's alcohol, drug, like. Their, their egos egos are involved um, and if you're able to recognize people's egos and able to put yours aside and kind of not you don't have to crush people you don't have to 
like just fucking kill them off the bat. But if you're able to let them down softly and word things the right way, you know, that's uh, you have to be able to do that. Because mm-hmm. if you can't run a fraternity, you can't run a company. Yeah. 100%. I was just yeah. spewing right there. Please, I want to hear more of Pekka. No, it was good. That's true. Um, I agree with you 110%. And then uh, what I wanted to say is that going back again for ha- whatever time this is, before what we were talking about, about street smarts and book smarts, something I say a lot is that it's not about what you know. It's about who you know. Mm, it definitely is about who you know. Yeah. That uh, that scene in Step Brothers, or it's and like I think that has to do with. A lot. Sorry to interrupt you. You continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just gonna say, um, in Step Brothers, when he's like, "It's about who you know," but it's like you're a doctor, and he's like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> I don't know. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't remember that part of the movie, but yeah. Um, Lost track. Street smarts and book smarts. smarts and what book I was smarts, saying. About. Saying, but let me, uh, let me interrupt smarts. you. Yeah, yo, Arnold, what you got for us, dog? I think street smarts is more like a natural, you know, type thing. It's instinct? not something you like read, like we we're saying. You think it's natural instinct? Yeah, definitely. Or like at least to an extent. Well, do you think you can learn street smarts? Yes. Yes, but not like to an extent. That's what that's what we're saying. Yeah. Book smarts is more reading pen on paper, more uh, knowing how to read and write, and then. Mm. Yeah. Street smarts is more learning it in the real world just from people experience. Yeah, it's like a lot about reading people and shit. That's well, like, take our friend, uh, take our friend, I'm, I'm going to name drop, take our friend Joe. Like, Joe is a super street smart person. Um, and on top of that, like, I have a lot of respect for Joe. Um, he's, you know, a guy's guy, number one. Number two, he commands a lot of respect the way he carries himself. And... He's very street smart, the way he operates, the way he moves, especially with dealing with things that are, you know, are up to, uh, that should be like, you know, not like, you know, it's not like we're doing sketchy shit, but that should be like up for discretion, you know what I mean? Like kind of like, not like just blurted out. Whereas myself, um, just being from, a, uh, just being who I am, I, I'm much more you know, commonplace to be like, oh yeah, this is definitely happening or no, it's definitely not happening. Whereas you're better off in life being a bit more gray. Arnold. I kind of lost you right there, but um, you, <laughs> shout out Joe. Joe is a great guy. He's best like, guy. definitely, he's definitely the best a, guy. a natural born leader. Definitely. He's very street smart. You know, he's also uh, book smart, you know, he's in school doing his thing. Joe's a smart but guy. And again, he, as his, anybody else you know has his times where he doesn't think of the consequences of his actions you know I think you gotta elaborate every, on that. everybody has that and I don't want to elaborate on that because I don't want to go into his life but you know yeah. for me personally I learned that the hard way you know getting in trouble fucking doing whatever it is but like there's a lot of different factors that go into being street smart uh, and book smart you know they, they like I said before they intertwine together and you gotta know how to present yourself you gotta know how to know when to know hold when to hold up. back 
knowing when well, sometimes being quiet is louder than being, <coughs> louder than being um, vocal you know you gotta know to sit back and not speak and you gotta also know how to uh, uphold yourself how to present yourself like mm-hmm. I said did I just say that yeah I just said that yeah mm-hmm. uh, your demeanor how you carry yourself whether it's however it is you know that there's so many different factors but you know I think Joe is going to be more successful than a lot of guys a lot of people a lot of right guys now. and he not necessarily is he the smartest when it comes to school but that doesn't matter because he's just he's just very very smart well Joe and the uh, that that position in ABO it's a lot about commanding respect and it's something I admire a lot in him and um, you know I'm like I'll speak of myself because I I come from a family where I got bitched out a lot for getting in trouble so I'm more of the mindset where if shit's happening like you're better off just tucking your tail between your legs and walking away and I'm starting to as a you know i develop into a young man um, come into the the thought process where you know if it's my friends or anything like that in trouble if it's some random fucker like fuck him like what am you know what is he gonna say that bothers me but if it's my friends and or they have issues like you gotta stick up for them Arnold yes do you ever get in trouble dog what do you mean just in general life like, like you ever get in trouble? You, you I know. mean, I got in trouble when I was like, last time I really Arnold got in trouble. Arnold gets in trouble all the time. Arnold's dad fucking yells at him for fucking smoking pot. And doing <laughs> no, yeah. no, that's not true. Uh, I get in trouble. I don't Arnold, get. I get in trouble Arnold, for like Arnold stupid shit. Still gets put in timeout. Why do that? As a twenty-year-old man, he gets put in timeout. You're bugging. Nah, last time I probably got in trouble seriously was, um, middle school. Like Ooh. that's the last time. For what? Um, smoking weed. Wow. Dude, you're gonna go to hell if you're smoking marijuana. Wow. Yeah, I know, but I was a little delinquent. I, um... Dude, the last time I really got in trouble with my parents... Fuck. Probably, like... Maybe freshman year of high school, and then... Senior year, I got chewed out a lot. But freshman year, like, I was... You know, obviously, parents' liquor cabinet, just like before lax practice. Yeah. And, uh, before lax practice? Yeah, Why I know. That? that was one of the most frat statements I've ever made. But just... Very fratty. Yeah, very fratty. <laughs> but just, like, having friends over on a spring day, just, like, having some uh, some white rum with them, just getting fucked up before lax practice, mm-hmm. just because we could. And, uh, what position were you? Uh, defense. I was attack at that point, but then I switched to defense. I was always I like seemed like a defense. Yeah, guy. I know. I need to bulk up more. We were talking about bulking. What is your What is your lifting regimen? We saw you with the down lighting, Arnold, and you're looking fucking cut. <laughs> yeah, I've been. Lifting. What are you on right now, bro? What are you on? All right, just I'm on day three of uh, Rad 140 in Austrian. I just started that. Mm. Like I've never taken a SARM or anything. I've been natural for oh, so probably lifting for like SARM goblin. Yeah, I guess. Not. I, I mean, I'm still natural, right? Is that mm. natural? Are you natural? Are SARMs natural? Are you taking SARMs, bro? 
Are yeah, you? bro, you didn't know this? This is an all Natty podcast. Yo, oh, yo, <laughs> yo, Arnold is taking all right, storms. You guys LGD. got me. No. Austrian. Rad. Rad. 140. This guy is, this is going to be on the front cover of fucking Tampa Bay it's Times. It's big news. Tomorrow. It's big it's news. big news. I don't know how people are going to handle it, but we'll see. This guy is fucking on steroids. Crazy. Uh, Actually, you want me to get into my lifting regimen? Yeah, I would. We would love to hear it. Just the classic uh, push-pull legs twice a week. So going six days, one off day. And I try to eat just literally probably like four meals a day. I'm currently bulking, so I'm trying to eat like four or five meals a day. Me too. Yo, I saw this insane TikTok. Have you ever seen the movie Pain and Gain? Yeah. It's okay. That's what's like Wahlberg, right? Mackie Mac yeah, and Mac. Uh, The Rock and fucking. Yeah, movie's sick. Yeah, I love that movie. I love Michael Bay movies. But They're definitely all juicing. Yeah, no. So I saw this TikTok and it was. They were. Michael Bay, I mean, not. My, Marky Mark had to have been on some testosterone thing. Actually, but maybe not. He, yeah, was, yeah, he was working. He was eating 12 meals a day. Um, I don't know what movie he was getting off in 2012 when they started shooting, but he was eating 12 meals a day for seven weeks, working out two times a day, and he got fucking yoked for that movie. It was sick. Like he yeah, was he's, he's honestly he's still Jack. He Who? just stays in the gym. Oh uh, yeah, Mark Wahlberg. He was yeah. he was skinny jacked when he was like Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch and like all those other early two yeah. thousands movies. But when he did Pain and Gain, he was like jacked, jacked. Yeah, I think I I was watching a video on him. He like he works out at like four in the morning. Yeah, I fuck with Mark Wahlberg heavy. Yeah, he's the best, bro. Honestly. Mark Wahlberg, I don't know him personally, nor do I think I'll ever know him personally. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe not. But uh, if you're listening to this, Mark Wahlberg, I don't fuck with you. Oh! Damn! I, I don't. You I, don't fuck with Mark Wahlberg? No. No. Why don't you fuck with Mark Wahlberg, bro? Because he's fake. He's a phony. I can tell. Really? Yep. You think a kid from the dot, from Dorchester, Massachusetts... Would Is you say that, though, if he was right here? Uh, I don't think yeah, he, I don't yeah. Think he would. I don't 100% say that. I would say Mark Wahlberg. Like, I respect uh, you and your career and all the success, but I don't fuck with you. That's what I would say to him. And he'd be would like, you? why? And I'd be like, I'm going to tell you why right now, because you're a liar. Is this because of, sh- yeah, of the shit he said on 9-11? What do you say about 9 11? I don't about it. I don't even know. You don't, you don't know what he said about 9 11? No, what do you say about this? This is like a famous quote. In like 2006, he was doing an interview or something, and he was talking about how if he was on the plane that was involved in one of the planes, he was like, uh, you know, shit would have gone down different. I wouldn't have allowed that shit to happen, especially if my wife and kids are on board. I would have made shit happen or something like that. Like he was basically saying he would have stopped 9 11. Yeah, well, yeah that's, a, the that's what I'm saying. He's a liar. That's a very ignorant statement. That's a very, but I think that's a, that's, that it, I do a, think that's that a lie. Maybe you would have all of us deep down sh- probably think <laughs> probably think that we do the same thing. Yeah, dude. Or like, at least you would like yo, to think well, that like, you would stand up. How many times do you daydream? But don't say that. Yeah. yeah. How many times dude. do you daydream in school being like, yo, exactly. if a shooter yeah, busted exactly. in exactly. with an AR-15, bang, right, Back one, to what I was saying before. Like, that that, 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 that relates into what I'm saying is that he's a liar. How is he you know, a liar? He, he, he said that, but he did it. You know, he wasn't on the flight. 
And if he was, if he, even if he tried to do something, it wouldn't have ended up any different because he would have got shot by the fucking Taliban. They didn't have guns on that. Well, one. I mean, they right. did. They, they did they get. Would, they did. Uh, citizens on one plane. The guy's last word. I think he yeah, said. Yeah, I know. I know. Besides that, I'm talking about fucking Mark Wahlberg, bro. Let me speak, bro. Uh, he says he's fucking waking up at 5 a.m. every morning, working out and fucking doing it. He's not waking up at 5 a.m. every morning. Are you fucking... Dude, he's on video at like 4 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, I could wake up at 4 a.m. and make a video too, bro, but that's only however many videos at the week. Let's talk about uh, waking up early and going to the gym, Piggy. Why don't you ever... Because he always, he always tells me, he's like, yeah, I'm going to go to the gym I, I tell you, like, tomorrow, we, tomorrow morning. I'll wake so up. Just wake me up. Because uh, then I think about it, and then I'm like, yo, why am I waking up to go to the gym right now when I'm tired and I can be more energized later in the day mm. with m- be more efficient in the gym when I know Max is going to go and half-ass it and then come back That's and end true. up wow. procrastinating That's and sitting up on his phone all day not getting anything accomplished when I could value my rest time and get more sleep because sleep but is what, what are you going to do I mean, don't, don't throw me don't throw me all right Sleep is value, very valuable, and time spent resting is time well spent. So why wouldn't I spend time? I resting? think I completely agreed. I will somewhat agree with you, Pickett. Um, if, if I had shit to do, well, let me. If I had shit to do yeah. during well, the day, oh well. Let, let me just say, sleep. There, there's a book about sleep, and it's the sleep is so fucking fascinating. Mm-hmm. There, there's been studies shown that you know, per, like. Like constant lack of sleep, especially if you're using blue light before you go to bed, like your phone or your laptop, it leads to like more cases of Alzheimer's, like stuff like that. Like your brain, like the sleep is so important. And I pick it like if Pickett's gonna wake up later and get all this shit done, like fine. But me personally, I would love to go to bed early get all my shit done before noon and then after noon I can be like okay what's fucked up and then I have to deal with that mm-hmm. you know what I mean let's talk about sleep in a second but pick it what I disagree with is that you you can't all you got in this life is your word right you can't tell someone you're gonna your go word, to the gym with heart, them your word your heart and your fucking balls that's exactly you can't tell someone you're gonna go to the gym with them in the morning and dude, they wake up dude, and then it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not like I, I said to you, bro, I promise I'm going to come to the gym with you at 7 a.m. in the morning. It's like, yeah, maybe. We'll see. All right, wake me up. I know. I'm, I'm just saying. You wake me up, and then I'm like, all right, no, I'm not coming. You're like, all right, no problem. But like, it's not like I'm binded by my word. Cause yeah, the only reason I've been saying this is because I needed it to Calvin the next day. Huh? <laughs> you did it to Calvin the very next day. That's the only reason I'm saying Calvin's the boy. Calvin is the boy. And, um... Love Kelvin. My fault, Kelvin. Apologize, Kelvin. Uh, I said that I would lift with him. You know, I tried to Well, how, how many hours do you think you got a night of sleep? Uh, I try for eight hours every night, mm-hmm. but sometimes six, sometimes less. I set uh, my, uh, my, my... My schedule has been... Uh, sorry. Um, no, you're good. Please continue. I'm a jackass. My schedule has been uh, waking up later in the day and staying up later in the night. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's chill. Uh, I sent my dad a picture of Calvin with all the uh, newly initiated brothers, and because um, my dad likes that stuff for some reason, I guess. But uh, I sent him that, and my dad goes, "Who's the basketball player?" Because <laughs> he towers over all those all right. kids. It's insane his physique. 
You gotta. You actually have to eat like twelve meals a day to look like that, and they have to be like solid meals. Yeah. I don't think he eats nearly that. Well, he had to have at some point, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he had to have. Um, Yeah, up there. I was on the right track for being where I'm at right now when I was a junior in high school, and I'm gonna sound like a wash up right now, but when I was a junior, I was lifting, getting sleep, like playing lax, and then I was, the whole winter and spring of my junior year, this would be 2000, or, and sophomore and junior year, 2018-19, winter and spring, and I would be, like, I was eating so much food, my parents were like, you can buy double lunch, like all this stuff, and then I would fucking eat you know, Eggo waffles with peanut butter in the middle. I'd have like four of those, uh, just so much. And then I'd have ice cream shakes at night. And then I got mono and my wisdom teeth out. And that just, I lost like 20 pounds. Yeah, like, uh, you're not supposed to, when you bulk, you're not supposed to eat like all that was shit food, like lunch food. <laughs> you think, oh, yo, what about dirty bulk though? I mean, I'm not a fan of it. I haven't really tried it. I'm, I'm doing the dirty bulk right now. If you're like skin and bones and you have fast metabolism, I don't see the problem with it. I just think like you're going to get better results mm. if you're eating the right macros. I feel like I'm definitely happier if I'm eating the right macros exactly. as a that person. Exactly, that too. It's about feeling well. But um, I just, I've been, I've been dirty bulking for the past, I don't know, two, three months and I haven't tried, I need to actually see what my bench max is for one rep, but I put up 225 three times and I was pretty stoked with that. And then nice. I um, uh, I squatted 315 in high school, I deadlifted 365. So we're getting to the, uh, we want to get to the 1,000 pound club at some point, but I know, isn't the official 1,000 pound club supposed to be like a power clean? Instead Is of it? something, I something think it like might that. Be, um... Something, someone was bullshitting about that on TikTok. But like, in reality, bro, if you can bench, squat, deadlift, and get to a thousand pounds, like that's ideal. Yeah, I don't, I don't even deadlift. They should make like a seven fifty club for just like bench and squat. <laughs> but that's high. Maybe like a six. Bench and squat being maybe six. like six hundred. Yeah. Well, if you can, there was a kid in the gym at school doing like. 275 on the bench press probably more than that I'm like like are you fucking like retarded my guy like go to a real gym like nobody wants to yeah like huge kid with like tattoo sleeves I'm like please bro go to a real gym we're begging you I don't want to a school gym not a real gym it is a real gym no it is a real gym but go to like a real real gym just don't go to like there's two bench presses in the whole gym and you're gonna put up 275 also that's what drives me fucking batshit I asked this kid how many sets he's got left, and he's like, oh, like a few, and he's doing 25s on each side, he's checking his Apple Watch, you know, texting, like, all that bullshit, like, like, if I'm gonna put up more weight than you, kid, like, get the fuck off the bench. Yo. Facts. Are you putting up more than 275? Two, no. 225. I was, I was talking about 225, like, pounds on each side. Well, what's your max bench? I put up 225 for three, like, two, two, three weeks ago, or... No, like a week ago. Were you I was, farms? I was, no. I was pretty stoked with that. That's good. I was happy with that, honestly. What's your body weight? Like, 
200, 190 if I cut down a little bit, but I was pretty happy with that. Yeah. I've been just eating so much. It's It would be bad if I couldn't do that. But for my body weight, I'm bad. But I bench press has always been my worst exercise. So it's, and you probably have a, like a really long range of motion. Yeah, it's nice just my arms are dumb long. But that's why I'm good at deadlifting. So it has its you know sure. trade offs. Like just really long fucking arms and shit. But yeah, I actually have a pretty long range of motion on the bench. Yeah, it sucks. It's no, I'm not tall. Look at Kelvin. Kelvin, yo, Kelvin definitely was so bad at bench and yeah. just had to like just grind and eat so much to get so much better. He's still pretty bad at bench. You think so? Yeah, I was benching the other day. Like he's strong. He's got a lot of muscle. Actually, I think it's because he hurt his shoulder. Yeah. But he has like a really long range of motion and it, it's, uh, he took two weeks off from the gym so he was looking a little rough on the bench but that's also because uh, he took a long break. I just had to train volume for so long, like, because it pisses me off when people um, ego lift and they only do, like, two reps. Like, you're not building any muscle. So I do 135, but I do four sets of 15. So I'd be putting that, that bitch up, like, 60 times. You know what I mean? And I had to do that, and then now I'm starting to dirty bulk. I'm doing, you know, five sets of six of 185. It's just a progression, and it, it like, you know do you know more volume when I'm cutting of like one not 135 anymore 155 maybe mm -hmm. stuff like that like just it's all it all builds on everything it's just progression getting better um we've been going out this for what yeah. all right it's been two hours and 30 minutes you want to call us yeah no way yeah swear to god that is two hours 37 minutes all right call Right. Good shit. Hey, Pickett, Arnold, later. Thank you guys for coming on. Of course. Thank Appreciate you. It. It's been a great episode. Thank you, bro. Episode number nine. Let's go. Uh, Six pack with Jack. Yes, sir. Cheers, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, I will see you guys later. Peace. Peace.